Hi, I'm Jeff Seabach, and today my special guest is one of Seabach Team's elite agents, Sharon Wisniewski. Hey, everybody. Hi. So, uh, I don't know, like, so maybe a little bit of intro. Let's let's talk about the, maybe you and the, the kiddies, right? So, oh, how many kids, kids you got? Yes. Like, you're married? Like, give us a little background on you. All right. So, I'm uh, married. I've been married a long time. Married my high school sweetheart, Kevin. We have three sons, and they're uh, all out of the house today. That's good news. <laughs> <laughs> you mean, it wasn't as, always as, like that. As, but, <laughs> as of Wednesday. As of 24 hours ago. As of March, out. As of, as of March 2022, <laughs> yeah. everybody's out of the house, and finally... Let's not ask how old they are. Kevin Anyways. and Sherbert are happy, right? Okay, good deal. That's right. So. All right. So, um, when do you decide to get your real estate license, Sharon? I decided to get my license in um, 04 and actually started working in the business in 05. Wow. So, it's been, you know, okay. so then, 17 so you've been, years now. You're a 17 year vet. So, give everybody, so what was the round number about how much production you did last year in volume, right? Like you did? Uh, last year, I. I do just it. north of 30, 30 million. Yeah, yeah just, just over right, 30 right. million. So after sales. 17 years in the business and a successful career, obviously you're here talking on one of the the best real estate podcasts in the industry. That's uh, right. It's now, now sponsored by Agent Truth, where we put <laughs> consumers first. But in this episode, we're going to talk to we're going to talk about uh, uh, the top five things in 2022 that if you're looking to uh, have your best year ever. We're going to talk okay. about those things and we're going to we're going to talk to you but because we want to learn about everything from where you started and all that stuff. So in thinking about who could benefit from this like so what where did you like okay so you've been in the business 2004 but before 2004 like what was the decision to get into real estate? All right so um I had a young family at the time, three little kids at home. I had been working at United Airlines for about 18 years, just kind of different jobs, working my way up, you know, and uh, um, at the time I was in a... So you were a d double income with kids, family, yeah. right? Because Kevin was working, you were working, yeah. and but you were also trying to take care of three kids... Right, three, at home. Three boys, right? Yep, yep. three boys Three at boys home. at home. So, okay. you know, it was important for me to um, be with them as much as possible. So I worked shift work. I worked at nights. I chose that for a better second shift, let's say. And I always thought, you know, the best place to be is the big corporation, the, the company that's, you know, the place to work for, uh, to give you the most for a career. Yeah, I like to blame that on my mother because yeah. she was the same way. She's that's, like, the, you know what, go get a good... Right. Job like I work would have for a health benefits and a pension and all that kind of stuff that would be you know valuable to me. But um, you know, after you're there for a while, and it, and it took a while, but I just uh, realized I wasn't getting what I wanted. I, I, you know, there was a time came when I was like, I don't get to say when I want to work. I don't get to be home when I want to be home with the kids. I miss basketball games and football games and. I wanted more flexibility. You wanted control, you wanted flexibility, and you wanted autonomy. Yeah. Okay. You know, I wanted to uh, get out of that business and, and be in charge of my own. 
Okay, so, but how is that decision when you're in that career? Like, there had to be something, because usually when I talk to people, it's something that happened in that career path of, okay, you know what, because you're in real estate, you're coming in being an entrepreneur, and there you're working for a steady paycheck. What was the, was there a point where you're like, I, I, I just can't stand it anymore? Like, tell us about that. Well, um, you know, obviously you're always looking to make a little bit more money and be promoted and become a supervisor and that kind of thing to have a more fulfilling career. And I had wanted to get this management job share for a really long time and it took a while to get it and I finally did get it and I felt like everything was perfect. You know, I had a little more flexibility. Okay, so you just just make sure we're keep, keeping everybody informed because they're listening, they're not seeing. Some okay. of, hopefully some of us are seeing on YouTube. But you said job share. Because that's a different right. Than so I'm rather than work it? forty hours a week by myself, I could share that same job with a different person, and it was a management level, so um, there was benefits and, and all that stuff attached to it. So literally, I could work. We could do it however we wanted. We could each work twenty hours a week, or we could split up the pay period so that I worked forty. I could work one full week and not the second week, and have one off, or I could do two days one week, three days the next. The company didn't care as long as the as work got done. I got 40 hours and she got 40 hours and that's how we got paid. Okay. And it was like awesome, you know, because then I just could be home with everybody more. It could I have been that awesome things. you left. Right. Like, like well, what happened? Then, then <laughs> as usual, uh, well, you know, the, the rug gets pulled out from under you. So at that time, 9-11 um, happened and the airline industry got turned upside down and all these new rules and regulations came into effect and they said, look, no more job share, time to work full time again. You know, you can, you can be lucky enough to stay here and work 40 hours a week and you know. Right, mama didn't tell us about when the, because it's funny, because right. in my story too, same thing, I was happy and actually it was oddly enough the same time around you as it was, uh, you know, it was just sometimes you know, recessions happen or right. tragedy happens. In my case, it was 9-11. Um, was that for you also, too? that was me too. I mean, there was always little things along the way and it was a matter of them piling up and then that was the straw that broke the camel's back for me. Cause I was it mostly because you were part-time and now you had to go back to full-time or was it the pay? Uh, was it, it like... Was, it was a combination of everything. There had been an employee stock ownership program in place that we were all a part of and it was, um, you know, pitched to us that it was the best thing on, on the earth and then when you actually get into it and the stock's worth five cents and you know all that went away and it was nothing you know and there was that roll through and then you know I had always been trying to get to this great management job and that's where that where it all was and then that just got taken away too and now it was go back you don't get big raises you know a part of me wanting to um, the shift in the in the, the, in the, the policies yeah, uh, were and, were and the less benefit a, for the airline, of course, is every you get to you know travel around for free and and you don't even get on the plane anymore. I mean, there was a time, you know, and this is going back with deregulation before deregulation. I got on the plane to fly first class in the double decker seven forty seven to Hawaii anytime I wanted to fly. That is a benefit. Get on the plane with your family and go for. But how much free break. time do you really have but, to take advantage of that? Well, then there's no free time, and it didn't happen and it's anymore. And now to, you're standby, yeah. and you never get on the plane, and one kid's here, and you're up there, and you know it. It just got worse the longer mm. I was in that that kind of environment. So. So then, all right. So what was it? Okay, because uh, everybody seems to have an introduction to real estate. So yeah. what was your? Because at some point, someone had a. 
know what I mean? Because it's usually someone in your like your parents or your, maybe a uncle or 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 an aunt that yeah, is in hairdressing so, or you, right. know, you always like follow someone else. Like, how was it for you? You know, there's just a, a couple of people that had told me in the past, you know, that I would be great at real estate, right? So you're you're like, oh yeah. Anyone particularly? But in in this case, um, you know, my mom liked to buy homes and sell, fix them up and sell them. You know, it's just she would buy something, live in it. She felt that okay, was a good so way to get Okay, so where was this? What city was this in? You're, this was in Illinois. Okay, so you're in, in okay, Illinois. so you're in Illinois, and you lived in a city called what? Uh, at that time, I was in Palatine. You know. Um, okay, so you lived in Palatine. Your mom and dad were working. Or, or did your mom work? Or was right. she? My mom worked at the airlines. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come work with me. Oh, Let me guess. United? Yes. <laughs> it was a place to work. All right, but mom so. sounded like she had a side business. You said your mom used to buy and yeah, sell homes? Yeah, but she just did it. No, so she did. My mom didn't buy and sell. She bought them for herself, right, and then fixed oh. them up. That's kind of what her, uh, you know, and, and my stepdad did for, that's what they enjoyed doing. So let's remodel it. You know, all before flipping became popular. Let's fix it up. We'll sell would it they move into it? years. They oh. would move into it. They would fix it up. and Oh, they and moved into it, it and not, fixed yeah. it up. Wow. And so it wasn't like Pioneer, a flipping huh? business. Yeah, right. right. Well, now but they would call through it that, business. Right. Through that, she always used the same realtor. Dorothy was her name. And Dorothy used to, uh, you know, I would go with and look at houses when she was changing. And she'd say, Sharon, you'd be great at real estate. You should get into real estate. And was there a yellow brick road for Dorothy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like... <laughs> So Absolutely Dorothy's not. yellow brick road <laughs> led Sharon into real estate, right? Like, Whatever. There was a couple people. Did she wear red shoes? I mean, I can't help it, right? No. Like, okay. All right. So, but Dorothy piqued your interest. Yeah. So then, okay. Dorothy piqued my interest, but there was another person actually. But he was like Sharon. I'm tell when I got a little more serious about it, it all kind of came to this, you know, end for me with United and the disappointments throughout the years with them not getting what I wanted. Hearing, you know, my mom doing what she did, and I enjoyed, you know, watching and see. And she always made good money when she fixed it up and sold it. And that somebody's telling me I was good. And then there was a okay. A you mean like your mom and Dorothy were telling you you should be an agent? Yeah. Or no. Okay. Yeah. You know, you should do this. You know. So and then a friend of my uh, husband's family said owned his own business. He was in real estate business. Owned a real estate brokerage? business. Okay. And he said, you know, Sharon, you would be great at it, but I want to tell you, if you know. You're not a good agent until you've been in it five years. Just he said have that? that expectation, like because agents usually well, okay. think they're going to make on, a ton on. of money their first year, and they right. They and fall sorry away. for my surprise, but it's I just don't think that that is that was honest, great feedback. I felt because that is really true, right? I don't think that people. Understand. I think it was setting me up to work hard. You know, he was like, "It's not easy." You're gonna to have to work hard. So I know, if but you're but, good for that, but the business has changed, Sharon. This is why I wanted to I, go into this. Yes, is because now the business seems to be more in um, just full recruit mode. I mean, the reason why the cancellation is eighty-seven percent because someone's over pitching the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. Like you, like what other job do people keep getting that job that when the failure right. rate is almost ninety percent? Like exactly. Like, but because the the pay is still what the pay is or whatever, but because um, I think that that's well, I think the way it's pitched the industry, right? I mean, what you have to do to be successful, um, most people, you know, 
aren't looking at the right well, thing. Well, the other thing they're, is... They're is not understanding. I think that in the world, not just in real estate, that people are... I think they're lying more. I think mm. that there's a lot of more yeah. misleading and everybody's telling... Because now it just seems like the expectation of every new agent is that I'm going to kill it. Like, Because I think that when they're interviewing with companies after they go through school, that they're just hearing that they're just going to knock the cover off it. And the reality is, is we don't see agents come in that are new. I mean, it's one out of a thousand or one out of 3,000 right. or one out of 5,000 that sells. They're somehow misled and they're not, you know. Yes. Agreed. All right. But anyway, but this guy, so did you end up getting your license with Dorsey or this guy that owned the real estate company? Uh, neither one of them. I went to a different place. Isn't that funny how that <laughs> happens? Isn't that true? Yeah. But you give it, yeah. Awesome. All right, good deal. All right. So anyway, so we're going to we're going to go into the top 5 tips for 2022. Okay. So maybe if you are a agent that's looking to get into the business, looking for like maybe you're unhappy like Sharon right. was in her career, but I think today is more about just a plan that can appease many types of agents. Like I think that this would be good the top 5 things to do is really good for new agents. Like I think okay. that if Agents, because um, the first category was agents that are considering getting in the business. And now I'm talking about agents that have been in the business less than a year, right? Because okay. I, right. I think a lot of agents come into this business and they hear the, um, the praise and tell people how easy the business is. And when they get in the business, they learn that their first year was a tough year. I right? agree. Right. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, you and I both know that when you get into business, it's going to be a tough year, but I just don't think it's pitched that way. I mean, usually, like, how many houses do you think you sold your first year? Oh, um, I would say maybe three. Right. No, but the thing is, is, but because you had the right expectations. Right. Right. Because you were told by a guy and he's like, your first five years... Because I think that that's kind of where we're going to go back to um, once the the market slows down a little bit. Like we're going to be in a bit right. of a, we're going to be in a bit of a grind. But I also think it's um, you know we're in a market. Would you say the market's good, average, outstanding? How, how would you say right now? In, it's a it's a good market. I mean, you're talking about for was last year a good year for Sharon to make money. Year. Okay, yes. it, was it was great. It was, it was like, a great okay, market I'm sorry. to be selling it, real estate. You know, in your 17 year career, you had your best year ever. I mean, I when did. you GCI, I mean, based on the mm -hmm. math, right? Like, well, you know, probably. Uh, Four, five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred, somewhere in that range. All right, all right. <laughs> you made, but you made a couple hundred thousand, right? Yes. Like, like yes. you, you, you were, you were great. It was a great year. It was a great year. It was a great okay, year. but now, do you think coming in this year, or are you like, because you, because you have a, a, you know, when the new year starts, you were, you were talking to me in the green right. room before. Right. You were talking about like, you know what? I don't know where my deals are gonna come from, right? Like, I think there's always that feeling of that. It, you work, 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 and then if you just find yourself in a slight lull, you're like, oh no, I don't have people, and you start work. You know, you have to just you get a little worried and you start working hard again, and or not again, but you refocus. Well, yeah, not at the people in your hand, the five or six people you're out with, but you refocus to you know, talk and get more people again and get Well, the reality is, is I'll make the excuse for you. 
When you go out and have your best year ever, you just want a vacation. <laughs> Is that not you true? Know, don't make like, <laughs> Well, no, but we got to enjoy the ride, right? We got to right. be able to take some time and, and, you know, upgrade our car and upgrade our house or, <laughs> or whatever you want to call the things that you right. want to take care of with that. So, all right. So, um, but it also has like, you know, I think that this, this, these top five things works for someone that maybe last year wasn't their best year, right? And they're trying to look for a fresh start, like agents that sometimes, you know, you realize, wait a minute, the market's rocking. Right. But they didn't have their and best year, right? Like they did not, let's say that they, in their first year, they GC'd I'd under 50,000 total. And they're like, wait a minute, I thought this was going to be great, but we have, you know. Right. <clears throat> I would agree. How do I get How do I get to be that, you know, other person? Why can't I? It's a great, all you hear about is it's a great market. And if you're that person that didn't make that much money. But think or about just how, made enough, why can't, you know, you got to get to that next place. How do I get there? Well, that would be pretty frustrating, though. Yeah. Right? Like it looks like everybody. Well, because I think that that's the market we're in where it looks like everybody's killing it. That's all everybody says. Right. It's but, a great market. But, but Sharon, we yeah. know that they're not because we right. can see the data. We can see that if you sold four houses last year or six houses last year in a market where, you know, obviously someone that sold more than $30,000, right, didn't have those same problems, right? Cause, 30 cause, million. Well, 30 oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Sharon. Thirty million last year. Well, the uh, the thing is, is but also because you've learned to go upstream, because that's a hard thing, and we we'll get to those in future episodes. But really, I just want to focus on, and what I want to learn from you today, as we get to the top five reasons, Sharon, is number one. What do you think is the most important thing? for agents that were like of the categories we described, new agents. Right, uh, what do you need to do to be successful? Like what do you need to do to be successful in 2022? If you were gonna give them one reason, right, right, number one, and we'll talk about all the attributes, what would it be? It would be to uh, get a good mentor, to have a great mentor. To to have a great mentor. So you're saying above all, you think that a great mentor will lead you into the future? Right, a great mentor, and I, you know, if that falls into, I personally felt like I had to be on a team, right? I mean, that was for me when I started, you know. I, but I, I mean, you weren't team. looking for a team necessarily. You um, were just looking for a strong mentor, I thought. I, I mean, was, well, all right, let's talk about it. It was a little bit of both, but let's say, I mean, I needed a strong mentor. Because um, I feel that our relationship was more in a, more of a mentor than a team. A team just kind of came along. It was, I mean, we were, I mean, you're talking 2000, yeah, you're 2013. Right. When I met you, right. I mean, it wasn't the team that we have today, but yeah, I knew. Um, I know, but if you're looking to get. You need a strong mentor. You need a mentor. Okay, so let's you talk about, okay, that's what, how important. do you, when that's where I'm getting to is, how do you define a strong mentor? What would be. If we're gonna go A, B, C, D, maybe we give them three or four things. Like, what would you? What is the most important thing? The most important characteristic of a mentor that you think well, in 2022 will help agents? Like, because it's hard in real estate. Yes. Because everybody's number one. Right. Every team's number one. Every brokerage is number one. Every you know, every community has six number one exactly. agents. You go into listing appointments, everybody's number one. So how so, does a new, how does a person that's struggling figure out 
Like what, what? Who's really number one? Yeah. Or why are they well, number one? Well, I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, it's somebody that has been in the business, that, that sold houses, that knows how to do, you know, that's been with buyers, been with sellers, that, you know... Well, I, uh, that mentor knows what they're doing, right? They know everything about uh, the business. Yes. I, I mean, to me, I think that, because we're talking about, well, in the so mentor... So they're knowledgeable. No, okay, so... Right. Okay, they, but well, how do you knowledge. define knowledge? What is, like, Because knowledge is a big word. Right. right. It's at least so, nine letters, Adam? Yes. <laughs> nine letters? Okay. So it's not knowledgeable. So like your area expertise, you know, do what, you know how the do you neighborhoods? Define, okay. I mean, that you know, specifically uh, the neighborhoods and what kind of homes are in those neighborhoods and what do those communities have to offer a buyer? And so with that kind of uh, So you actually were looking to, for a mentor that had area expertise? Well, I mean, I moved here. Right from Illinois, so I knew how to sell real estate, but I didn't know where the heck I was in Arizona. I mean, I have no idea, didn't have any idea about uh, the kind of communities here and areas to live, and it's a lot different than up there. So being with somebody that could talk to me about that, that knew it all, um, helped me a lot because I needed to associate myself with somebody that I kind of could copy, that you could say it and I could say it after you. Like I was just it, listened was to it important you and that, I said it like I said it, you know, like I knew it myself. Well, was it important? Because I think that this will make the difference. Is that a mentor could do ride along almost like with you, or because yeah. when we started, we we that did was, a lot of appointments together. Because right. you gotta kind of learn the local language, you gotta learn the local speak, right? When you're looking for, yes. that, but I'm just saying that that's not always what I hear from agents. But you're saying that how that was valuable to you yeah. because. You, um, I'm just trying to extrapolate what you yes. mean by, by like, what are the skills of the, the mentor, right? And, right. In, Was it important that, that you're, that you, the person that you considered your mentor was still selling houses? Um, um, I would say, yeah, I mean, yes, you know, yeah, that they were, that they were in the business. I, here's the thing. Well, to uh, me, if you can't, like, for instance, I, if somebody's going to a listening appointment, and they're there by themselves. It's hard oh, no, right. to I mean, get course, advice yeah. for that. It's hard if you're going um, out with buyers, but you can't get anyone to buy in this marketplace, right? Like I think that person's gonna have trouble without someone that could uh, they could at least right. um, shadow, right? Like to me, I when mean, I think of- I that's important. I did that with you, yes. I mean, I was able to sit in on listing appointments and I think that's important. And that's the kind of, you know- When you're talking about training, no, but that's what I'm talking about because right. that's more along the lines that you were talking about with the guy. And he was saying, like, until you're in the business five years, it's more of like an apprenticeship mentorship, right? right? Like mm -hmm. where you're um, learning the You piece learn a lot different, a lot better when you're actually on the appointment with someone I, in the car with them, with their buyer, and to understand and hear the conversation and, and how you um, can uh, lead your buyer to give you the answers to that helps you find them a better house or whatever. You know, like getting learning that when you're a ride along compared to just telling somebody what to do is a better way. Always hands-on experience is better. Yeah, I mean, and that's our thing is we believe, I just, I just feel bad for agents that are listening to people get advice or they're going to coaches and you know I, I just don't understand that have never been in the business right or or, or, or that they're, they're not work I mean 
Would you say that the market's a little different than when you were in Chicago or maybe It's a, a lot li- different. I, I it's mean opposite. I, how about this? <laughs> Is the market different from today versus 4 years ago? Yes. It is. It's a lot different. Yeah, a lot. And that's why I'm like, how could, how can you be getting advice from someone that's not... That's not actively in the business. Right, and understand right. those things. Okay, so we have uh, the, uh, I think you called it knowledge and training was number, eight, or we're going to call that A, right? Sure. Under mentor, like, so you said mentor, but then the first one was knowledge and training, right. and we gave examples. Having somebody that's knowledgeable and can give you the training, hands-on experience. Right, so help. what other what other then, major characteristic? And, um, the brand, having... Uh, B is brand? Brand, yeah. Okay. All right, why don't we name the, let's name them out, and then we'll put them in, maybe we'll put them in, in, in important. So area, uh, so training, and... Knowledge. Second is brand. brand. So, how do you define brand? Um, the um, you know, the the group how, that you're with. What you know, like they're how? All right, let me say it this way: When you got into the business, how did you pick your first brokerage? Like, what were you looking for? Like, how did people right, find houses? Different. Like, how? Like, right. yeah. I mean, like, I just went to a community that I liked, and the little boutique. You know, uh, real what was estate the community office. Called? It was Long Grove. Long Grove, okay. Uh-huh. Long Grove, Illinois. The, you were in Long yeah. Grove, Illinois. So you went to someone that had a local presence. A I local think. brokerage, right? A little, a little broker in the in the downtown, and you know that's where I started working from. Good deal. And you think that that is equally as important today? But how is but the, how is it today. okay? Well, it's how is it different? different tell me, tell you me. Know, well, how is brand different? Googling, you know, everything's on the internet, and uh, and and having that brand be there, uh, be bigger than me because I'm clearly new to the area and didn't have any, you know. Um, I mean, I think it's so important that you. I mean that your buyers and sellers can see that brand and see them doing open houses that they can when they right. when when that because when you're a newer agent you need support of that brand and why it has to be internet support is because you i think now people want to see reviews right because right. at least when you came down from illinois you didn't have reviews locally so it's hard to say no, no I, we didn't even get reviews you weren't looking to get that today it's totally different Right, but and now so it's great that the team has our team has thousands of reviews. You know, the brand has it, and but I, I, can I, I think play that that's brand. That I think that's business. brand now because because well, I think it leads into your C, right? Like your third one, which is what you support. Support C. That was and then important what, to what me. What was D? What's what's the and D is leads. Leads getting leads. Okay, all right. So support, let's, we talked a little bit about brand and you're talking about a local brand, you're talking about people that are in the business, but that is, um, when they're Googled, they have a brand, right? right? Because you wanted your clients, at least they could Google your team versus things. Exactly. All right, what do you mean by support? Uh, I mean that I can make a phone call and someone picks up the phone and talks to me. I wanted someone to be able to answer my questions when I had them right away and that I okay. could get to somebody. So let's let's just talk about the different categories of questions when you say support because I know that you are a <laughs> well you like support. You want support. You right. just want someone you're the type of person that feels good and I can call, make sure I'm going the right way and I love that about right. you. Okay, 
But so you let me ask you a question. So did you because a lot of people when they think of support, they think broker support. And okay. I kind of want to point out that, di- that agents have more needs because if you had contract support. Right. I think that's one of the first things, you know, agents that get out there and get going and then they have a buyer and they're all excited and they have to write a contract, but then they have a question because they're they're unsure of how do I, you know, you're writing your first contract or your fifth contract. It doesn't matter. There's right. something different in every one. You need someone okay. to help you with Would questions. Would you say that you had, MLS. you needed support for social media? So, yeah. <laughs> You know. Uh, well, I'm just... Let's just say, yes, marketing, Well, this is why media. it's different. I mean, when I got in the business, the telephone was just used to answer phone calls. I couldn't... I didn't have any apps for it. Right. So today, yeah, of course, I need... I, need I know, that. but... I know okay, so support. how about MLS-type support? Did you... Yes. Right? Like... Uh, to me, I'm just going down. Okay, how about marketing support? Strategies. Like, you, we talked about strategies? that. Strategies. Strategies. What do we do today? It's different than it was yesterday. I mean, you know, now it changes so quickly. But I'm just talking about that being that in works? line of support. It's um, right. How about um, how about marketing? How about just uh, what marketing tactics are going to work now? I noticed that a lot of companies tend to send that to the title person or to the mortgage right. person to help them. But I think that the new role of, because it's now local area expertise and it's put on by the team, not by the necessarily the brokerage, meaning we're with EXP and they're great, but they're focused on... Um, A different thing than us. Compliance stuff. Yes. Right? Like contract compliance it's, stuff. For but, me, but the I age, can piggyback off of our brand, my marketing, to a greater benefit to me. I mean, I can, you know, that's helpful, that kind of support with that. I don't know how to do it. How about, um, what about support in um, helping you through difficult situations? Have you had, like last I've year? I've had a couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, because when you're selling houses, you're kind of running right. hard and it happens, right? So it sounds like a freak out moment. <laughs> Well, but the thing is, is would you say that my advice will be a little bit different than you would get from a broker? Yes. Right. Absolutely. Right. It is a different, and it's important. I don't know that agents understand the difference from receiving intelligence or training or mentorship from someone in the business that there's always... Because there's a lot of emotion involved with people and clients, whatever side they're sitting on, buyer or listing, and you can appreciate that. It's a different kind of um, support, like if something goes wrong, when something feels When something goes wrong, yeah. Right, when something might go wrong, that's a part of the business, and you do need to be able to turn to someone to help with it. Okay, so that's support. The last one we have leads. So what did you, what were you looking for when looking for a team in like, what did you, how did you, I wanted did you just say as long as they had any leads, you were good? Right. No. I, well, you know, I needed leads. I knew I didn't have the money at the time to buy my own leads. It's expensive. And are they, were they going to be good or not that good? And how do you define I, a good lead? Uh, somebody that answers the phone and says, let's go look at a house. <laughs> <laughs> How many age, how many brokers are giving out leads that are actually that? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> That's not common, right? right. But it's but right. it's understanding because this is why I think the the person or wherever you're going has to have a lot of lead knowledge because they have to because they're well, let me say it this way because you have been a successful lead converter now for almost eight, nine years would be ten years now with me, right? Right, you're 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 one of the best in the industry at it, so. 
I think when people get into business, they think all leads are the, the same. <laughs> right. So, yeah. w- like... And there's a different level of um, putting that purse. Everybody knows that you get lots of phone calls from people. You know, you raise your hand as a buyer, and you don't necessarily expect somebody to call you on it, right? You're, um, But you have to know how to talk to them, how to, um, you know, get them into the frame of mind that you're not out there to, you know... But so you heard them attack them. You know, there's no pressure. Right. right? So and at the time you weren't thinking about, it, but you you want you wanted open house leads. You wanted yeah, of course. internet open leads. House leads internet you wanted leads. past client leads. Right. I like love just those. Right. <laughs> no, but I mean that's. The, but tell me, you can't ask better questions about leads now than when you came to the team nine years ago. Of course. Right. Like you know right. exactly where the bread is right. buttered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you know how to butter the bread. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. I can take care of them if you yes. give them to me. <laughs> Just give me all leads, Jeff. Just give me all leads. I can take care of them. And you have, Sharon. And you have. So, all right. Just to sum this up. So, um, this is the the first episode of five episodes. Sharon, you've been so wonderful. I'm so thank, thank you for you. imparting your knowledge. But I just want to wrap up what we talked about. <clears throat> so, you said that basically... This advice could apply to new agents, to experienced agents, to agents looking to kick in their business. But either way, the most important thing in today's environment for 2022, if you were going to say someone that's looking to kickstart their business, someone that's trying to get off the, the track, is that they should get a mentor that's in the business. Absolutely. Okay. It's really you said, important. They said, they, you said that there was four characters. First, you said that they need to offer knowledge and training. But you said it wasn't just contract knowledge. It was questions about neighborhoods and questions about marketing and questions about meaning. It's right. kind of around the same things that you asked for support on that you that you wanted from that knowledge and training. Right. You wanted, you know. It's multifaceted. Tra- tra- they have to be able to answer anything you have at the time about the business when you're in the business. Right. And that the business is constantly changing. Right. So you're going to need someone that's still working in the business because... That is the be- that's where you're going to get your best advice right. and why you think that someone may want to be interested in joining a team. The second thing you said is you also then want to pick one that has a great local brand, one that you could find on the internet, one that has lots of reviews right. because you're going to lean on that support as well. Um, am I doing good so yeah, far? Yeah, that's okay. right. And then number three, you said, um, <clears throat> what did you say next? Support? Support! Yeah. Oh, three was support. And then we I said, want someone to answer the Right, phone. you want, because you're going to have MLS questions, you're going to have contact questions, you're going to have marketing questions, you're going to have technology questions, you're yeah. going to have questions about your Lots CRM, and you're going to talk about social media, and like, yeah, and then, but then you also need strategy, right? Because you're right. going to be in deals and it's going to be challenging, and you want someone to be able to pull you out of that and support you. Yes. And then lastly, you want to make sure under this mentor is that they, you, that you can get leads. That you can get that, leads. You know, you can feed me, as you say. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Sharon, thank you. Yeah. Happy Thursday. Absolutely. Thank you very much.